Hello everybody, good morning and welcome to church, welcome to Christchurch Online. It is so great to see you this morning. My name is Megan and I'm a third year student at the University of Winchester, which means I'm actually going to be graduating this year. If I haven't met you before, hi, it is so great to see you this morning. It's pretty strange being a student at the moment. You know, majority of our students are actually headed home for lockdown, which means our student community is currently scattered all over the place. We're not all in Winchester and that is strange that we are, you know, all scattered all over the place, all over the country and actually some of us are in different countries. But it is so encouraging that despite the lockdown, despite us being scattered all over the place, we are still able to come together each week and grow as a community. We spend time on a Tuesday evening with about 30 to 40 of us, you know, growing together and having that time as community and learning more. And it's so fun that we can still do that despite the fact we're scattered all over the place. This week we're going to hear from some of our students about what they've been learning during lockdown. Last week we heard from our downloaders about what they've been reading during lockdown. And this week we asked some of our students what God has been saying to them and what have they learned during lockdown. We're going to hear from one of our former students who is still very much part of our Christchurch community but is actually watching from far away right now. And we're going to hear from some of our students who are slightly closer to home about what God's been saying to them. We would love to know what God has been saying to you during lockdown too. So if you head over to the comments section, you can share what God has been saying to you and what you've learnt. And it'll be really encouraging if we can share that together as a wider Christchurch community and find out what each other has been learning during lockdown. And why don't you welcome each other to church in the comments too. You can say hi to your family and friends as they join our service. The service will be starting very soon, but in the meantime, we're going to watch a video to find out what our students have been learning during lockdown. Hi, I'm Megan and what God has been teaching me during lockdown is to seek joy. He's been reminding me that he is still good and that we can choose joy and choose to look for the good things every day, no matter what that day looks like, God is still good. He's really been reminding me that pretty much every day and it's such a helpful reminder just to remember that no matter what is going on, God is still good. Hi, my name is Ruben. During lockdown, God has shown me how well he provides for us. In Matthew 6, we're reminded that God supplies and looks after every living thing and he will look after us too. I help run a plumbing and heating business and God has provided and blessed us with work to see every week through. He is so great and good at providing for us. Hello, my name's Anya. Um, the last few weeks alongside the Bible, I've been reading The Girl Deconstruction Project by Rachel Gardner, which is an amazing book about what it means to be a daughter of Christ. It talks about obedience, um, radiance, God's joy, and um, the heart that he's given us. And it's really inspiring me and encouraging me to fearlessly live out my faith and really think about the woman that I want to be in Christ. Hi everyone, um, I'm Sophie and I'm a student at Christchurch um, and something that I've been doing during this time is trying to discern what God's plan um, for my future is um, and I've been doing that by reading the Bible lots and praying um, and I found it really helpful in the quiet, um, yeah, using this quiet time to reflect on that. Hi, I'm Alex and the way that God has been working in my life is by showing me how the community of Christchurch Winchester is still like very much together even though we are all you know like miles apart and how we're all supporting one another even though we can't see each other and just like keeping each other like motivated and showing support for one another that's how big god's been working in my life hi everyone caitlin here um i think one of the things that god's been saying to me recently is to be more open about my faith and i've definitely been really challenged by that um, I've found a lot of opportunities being given to me to post on things like Instagram and Facebook about what I believe in and my relationship with Jesus and I'm really challenged about being open and being honest about what life is to be a Christian which has meant I've started a lot more conversations and I think this is God pushing me into a direction that I'm not normally used to but I think it's taking the right steps for life after lockdown. Have a great day! During lockdown, I've attended more church events, quizzes and group calls than I think I ever have before. But it's massively grown my faith and my church friendships. I couldn't have predicted that not being able to physically go to church would increase my church attendance so much. It's been wonderful. Hi, I'm Karis. 
Um, I think what God's been speaking to me about um, during lockdown is um, speaking to me through his creation. Um, yeah, I've just really enjoyed kind of looking out of my window, like uh, I've got a really beautiful tree outside my window, so yeah, looking at that in the morning and going for my walks and things like that. Good morning, my name's Finn, um, and during this lockdown, God's been really talking to me about uh, being patient, uh, being patient with loved ones, um, and actually kind of leaning into God's strength and His uh, just his grace and his love in those times of uh, discomfort, when we get annoyed with people, um, and it's just uh, definitely seen as kind of the fruit of that, of just how uh, I'm able to, to keep loving family. was so great um, and encouraging and I'm definitely not just saying that because I was in it. Um, if you've just joined us welcome to Christchurch at Home and um, the service will be starting soon um, but for now I just wanted to share a bible verse with you guys that has been on my heart um, and helping me through this time and that is Psalm 91 um, verses 1 to 7. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Um, and yeah, that's just been so encouraging me at this time. And I encourage you guys to read the rest of the verse as well. Um, we're going to have a new segment now um, called Look Who's Listening, um, where we hear from someone who is doing Christchurch at home. Um, and this week we are hearing from someone who's been doing lockdown a lot longer than we have. Um, a graduate who's been doing church online for a while now um, and she's going to be telling us how she's found quarantine. Hi, my name is Savannah. I've been a member of Christchurch Winchester for about three years now. Um, I was introduced to Christchurch by a nosh, um, which is where I met this guy called Dave T, who I've only ever really had one conversation with him and I learned his name through Facebook stalking. I may have had other conversations, but this one really stuck in my mind because he invited me to Alpha, which in turn is where I actually found Christ and ended up to me joining Christchurch properly. Um, in fact, two years ago this month, I was baptised at Christchurch, which was a really awesome thing that just literally popped into my mind. For the past two years, I have been working as a youth staff on board a cruise liner, which means that during this epidemic, I have been quarantined at sea. The first couple of weeks was good, we were able to move around freely and then unfortunately we did have a case on board so we got put into isolation. That meant I was by myself in a room for 29 days, which is fun. I spent my 24th birthday by myself at sea. That I've been doing church at sea instead of church at home. Um, but I've been doing church at sea for a while, so reading, reading stuff put online, watching the uh, the streams, the videos, listening to the podcast, I've always been listening to the podcast and it's just really cool that so many people now have taken church out of the building. Church isn't meant to be a building, church is a community and we're bringing it more into our communities, whether it's sharing people that I work with who don't normally watch church services um, or people at home who maybe members of the family aren't, aren't so religious and now you're watching your services at home so they're kind of hearing the word of Jesus through that, which I just think is so cool. Um, but yeah, quarantine church is it's pretty great. It's pretty normal as my normal church, um, but it's been a good time. Uh, God is good. Uh, pray that I've managed to get home soon, hopefully before June. Um, it's, been a, it's been a roller coaster, but I wouldn't change anything. Thanks guys, bye. That was so great. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, if you've just joined us, welcome to Christchurch at Home. Um, this is just a reminder, you can um, start a watch party if you're watching on Facebook. 
um, if you click the share button, which should be near the comments, um, there should be an option to start a watch party, which means all of your friends will get a notification um, telling them that you are watching um, Christchurch's live video and it asks them to join as well. Um, and it would be so great if we could have people joining us um, online because they've seen it on people's Facebook. Um, we're just going to watch a short video now um, of some students who are going to be telling us what they've been learning through lockdown um, and what they've been reading about and hearing from God about. Um, so yeah, roll vid. I'm Megan and what God has been teaching me during lockdown is to seek joy. He's been reminding me that he is still good and that we can choose joy and choose to look for the good things every day, no matter what that day looks like, God is still good. He's really been reminding me that pretty much every day and it's such a helpful reminder just to remember that no matter what is going on, God is still good. Hi, my name is Ruben. During lockdown, God has shown me how well he provides for us. In Matthew 6, we're reminded that God supplies and looks after every living thing and he will look after us too. I help run a plumbing leasing business and God has provided and blessed us with work to see every week through. He is so great and good at providing for us. Hello, my name's Anya. Um, the last few weeks alongside the Bible, I've been reading The Girl Deconstruction Project by Rachel Gardner, which is an amazing book about what it means to be a daughter of Christ. It talks about obedience, um, radiance, God's joy, and um, the heart that he's given us. And it's really inspiring me and encouraging me to fearlessly live out my faith and really think about the woman that I want to be in Christ. Hi everyone, um, I'm Sophie and I'm a student at Christchurch. Um, and something that I've been doing during this time is trying to discern what God's plan um, for my future is. Um, and I've been doing that by reading the Bible lots and praying. Um, and I found it really helpful in the quiet, um, yeah, using this quiet time to reflect on that. Hi, I'm Alex, and the way that God has been working in my life is by showing me how the community of Christchurch Winchester is still, like, very much together, even though we are all, you know, like, miles apart, and how we're all supporting one another, even though we can't see each other, and just, like, keeping each other, like, motivated and showing support for one another. That's how God's been working in my life. Everyone, Caitlin here. Um, I think one of the things that God's been saying to me recently is to be more open about my faith, and I'm definitely being really challenged by that. Um, I found a lot of opportunities being given to me to post on things like Instagram and Facebook about what I believe in and my relationship with Jesus, and I'm really challenged about being open and being honest about what life is to be a Christian, which has meant I've started a lot more conversations and I think this is God pushing me into a direction that I'm not normally used to, but I think it's taking the right steps for life after lockdown. Have a great day. During lockdown, I've attended more church events, quizzes and group calls than I think I ever have before, but it's massively grown my faith and my church friendships. I couldn't have predicted that not being able to physically go to church would increase my church attendance so much. It's been wonderful. Hi, I'm Karis. Um, I think what God's been speaking to me about um, during lockdown is um, speaking to me through his creation. Um, yeah, I've just really enjoyed kind of looking out of my window, like uh, I've got a really beautiful tree outside my window. So yeah, looking at that in the morning and going for my walks and things like that. Good morning, my name's Finn, um, and during this lockdown, God's been really talking to me about uh, being patient, uh, being patient with loved ones, um, and actually kind of leaning into God's strength and His, uh, just his grace and his love in those times of uh, discomfort, when we get annoyed with people, um, and it's just uh, definitely seeing this kind of the fruit of that, of just how uh, I'm able to, to keep loving family. Thank you so much to all of the students who've sent in videos for that last little section. It's been so encouraging to hear what God has been saying to people during lockdown and to hear what they've been learning. If you've just joined us, good morning. Welcome to church. It's so great to see you this morning. The service will be starting in just a moment, but why don't you carry on welcoming each other in the comments? It's great to see everyone saying good morning to each other. I'm now going to hand over to Amanda, who's going to officially start our service. 
Good morning. Welcome to Christchurch at Home. I'd like to give you a big welcome if you usually come along to Christchurch when we're in the building, but I'd especially like to welcome you if you've just started joining us in our services online. Last week, Download, which is our youth at Christchurch, led the service and they set the bar really high. It's great worship, good teaching, lots of fun. So we've got a big act to follow this week. Today we're continuing to look at generosity. Since the lockdown began, I've been going for a walk every day and I've been overwhelmed by the beauty of God's creation. The wildflowers, the birdsong, the butterflies, I've been googling to see their names and butterflies. It's been just so beautiful as the trees come into leaf. And I've been really struck and so thankful in my heart that God is so kind and he's so generous to us, especially at this time when some of us are finding it really, really tough. So today we're looking at God's generosity to us and how he calls us as followers of Jesus to be generous too. And as part of that, we're going to have a short finance presentation. But now I'd love to pray for us all. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your generosity and kindness to us. Please send your Holy Spirit on us now. Please may we worship you in spirit and in truth. Please help us to understand your words to us in the Bible reading and in the teaching. And please help us to follow Jesus more and more closely in the way we live our day-to-day -day lives. And we ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. In a moment, we're going to worship God in song. But before we do that, I've got a bit of a confession. For the first few weeks in these online services, I sat down during the worship and song. And it felt a bit like watching the TV. I felt like just I was looking and not joining in. And then after about three weeks, I decided to stand up and start singing, looking at the screen. And first it felt a bit silly, even though I was even with my husband. But what I found was I was no longer an observer. I was really worshiping God from the bottom of my heart. So if you've been feeling a bit more like an observer than really joining in, then I'd encourage you to stand when we sing. Anyway, it's up to you. Nobody can see what you're doing. So we're now going to sing Cornerstone.
Jane Roop and I'm going to be leading us in some words of confession and repentance. So why do we do this? Well God doesn't want us just to say the words of the confession. It could be like picking off a weed. Here's a dandelion. So we might pick that up and then think great we're done but we know that we've left the root behind and that another one is going to come along very soon. Sometimes we ask forgiveness for the same sort of things again and again. Well, the Holy Spirit wants to get rid of all our weeds, roots and all. God accepts us where we are, but he doesn't want us to stay that way. He wants us to grow up in our faith. And rather than weeds, God wants a flower bed. Why have weeds when you'd have a wonderful wisteria like the one behind that means getting rid of all the roots. Here's a weed I dug up earlier. And that is a very long root. If we want to be like Jesus, we have to let the Holy Spirit dig deep to transform our lives. So let us pray. Merciful God, we are sorry for all the times we have failed to thank you for your generosity to us with all the abundant blessings of this life. And we're sorry for all the times we have turned away from an opportunity to be generous to others. And we're sorry for all the times we have believed in self-sufficiency rather than trusting in you. Lord, help us let go of our hidden sins that are rooted like weeds in our hearts and help us to flourish with your generous life in all the circumstances we might find ourselves in. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So, have you ever wondered what kind of jokes clergy tell each other when they get together. Well, I thought you, I'd let you in on one. I can pretty much guarantee that only other clergy will find it funny, uh, but it's possible that one or two of you uh, will as well. But uh, here goes. It is one of my sort of favourite uh, clergy jokes, so here we go. So, there was this man, and he went to his vicar, and he said to the vicar, Vicar, I've got a problem, and it's a problem to do with money. The vicar goes, oh, that's interesting. Um, our ears always prick up when we hear the word money. And uh, the man said, well, look, here's the thing. 10 years ago, I was earning 50 pounds a week and I had absolutely no problem in paying my tithe. And so every single week I was earning 50 pounds and I'd give five pounds uh, to the Lord. And the vicar looked at us, absolutely great. That's really good. The man said, but then um, I got, I, I, you know, I got a new job. 
and suddenly I was earning a hundred pounds a week and it was a tiny bit of a struggle at first but I was still able to give away 10% of, of my income to God and so uh, I was able to give 10 pounds a week uh, to God and the vicar was like well that's that's absolutely fantastic well I'm so pleased just think of all the all the things that your money is is doing for God's work and I said but that's not the problem the problem is I recently I've got another new job and now I am earning 500 pounds every week 500 pounds the man said do you know I just can't bring myself to tithe when I'm earning 500 pounds a week just 50 pounds every single week giving it away to God I or even giving it back to God I just couldn't possibly do it and that's my problem vicar and I'm wondering if you can help me and the vicar thought and he thought quite hard and he prayed a little bit and he wondered well what is most going to help this man he said to the man i tell you what uh, why don't we pray and i'll pray uh, for you and we'll, we'll ask god to help us in this situation uh, so the vicar bowed his head and this is what he prayed he said dear god i thank you for my friend and i pray uh, that you get him a new job so that he'd be back on a hundred pounds every week so that he can pay his tithe again. Amen. The reading is taken from the second book of Corinthians, chapter 8, verses 1 to 15. Generosity encouraged. And now, brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. And they did not do as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. So we urged Titus, since he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. I am not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. And here is my advice about what is best for you in this matter. Last year you were the first not only to give, but also to have a desire to do so. Now finish the work, so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it, according to your means. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what he does not have. Our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard-pressed, but that there might be equality. At the present time, your plenty will supply what they need, so that in turn their plenty will supply what you need. Then there will be equality, as it is written. He who gathered much did not have too much, and he who gathered little did not have too little. This is the word of the Lord. So, what does it mean to be a cheerful giver? The reading we've just read said that each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. But what does that mean? Let's have a break it down and have a look. So, reluctantly or under compulsion. This means that you don't want to do it. And it's probably a bit like how you feel when someone tells you that you've got to tidy your bedroom. But you have to do it because someone says so. So you go off and do it a bit grumpily and a bit not wanting to. Giver. 
When we think about giving, we often think about money. And we often think about it relating to how much money you could give somebody. So I might say, Mum, here you come. And I might give her lots and lots in my person of money. We can give but we might not all be able to give in that way and that's fine because actually we might be able to give something so in this case there's lots of food we might be able to give some food mm. including some nice chocolate biscuits mm. some nice crisps other varieties are available thank you but still you might not feel that you've got anything you can give or any money that you could give but that's fine because instead, you can give your time. And I might say, Mum, I'm going to give you half an hour of my time Ooh. to help you with the garden, Ooh. to help you with the washing up. And we could do that to people. Ooh. Oh, that'd be lovely. Thank you very much. Yes, I'll call you later. Thank you. So there are different ways in which we can give to people. We can give things, money, but actually often we can give time. And some people prefer that and find it really helpful. But what about God loves a cheerful giver? What does this mean? So let's think about it as if your parents or someone at home was making you, asking you to do something. Which way do you think they would prefer? This is the first way. Oh, Katie, please, can you do the washing up? I asked you several hours ago to do it. There's a pile of it there. It's just getting more and more. Please, can you do the washing up? I don't want to do the washing up. No, but I don't want to, but it needs doing and it would be really helpful, please. Fine. Or do we do it in a way like this? Oh, I've just come downstairs, Katie, and I've seen you've done all that washing up. Oh, thank you so much. That's a real help and it's a big job done for me. Really appreciate it. Thank you, darling. Much That's okay. You. Didn't take long. Which way do you think our adults would prefer? I definitely think they'd, no, they'd prefer the second way because you did it without even being asked and you didn't mind doing it. So of course, we all know that actually God is the same and that he much prefers doing things us to do things when we haven't been asked to do it. And we do it with a smile and we do it all ha with happiness rather than just doing it because we feel we've got to and that we're being asked to do it. But isn't it our duty as Christians to do it? Yes, but at the same time, we can still do it with a happy smile and cheerfully. And actually, God much prefers it this way, after the, rather than being told. Even if it's a job or a chore, like doing the washing up, like going to have to tidy your bedroom, actually, we can still do it with a smile and doing it willingly in a cheerful way. And the Bible tells us that actually, if we do things in a cheerful and happy way, God will bless us abundantly. It's a big word, but all that means is that he will bless us and give us lots and lots of things in return for doing the jobs, for doing the jobs and doing things cheerfully. It's like a big thank you to you. So I want you to think about this week, what jobs or chores or things might you have to do this week? Or what extra things could you give this week to people, like your time or something to help them with that you could do cheerfully and with a big smile on your face. At Christchurch, we feel called to be a flourishing and generous regional centre of Christian worship, mission and discipleship. Thank you so much for all your generosity through both one-off gifts and regular giving, which allow us to run the church's activities and mission, uh, such as our outreach via our weekly toddlers group and our alpha courses. Hello. We love toddlers, don't we, Cleo? And we can't wait to come back. We've been coming every week since Cleo was six weeks old. She's now two and a half, aren't you? Yeah? Uh, we love it. We meet lots of new friends there that we still see every week. It's the best part of the week, isn't it, Cleo? Yeah, can I say bye? Bye! Hi guys, so George has just asked me to talk a little bit about the support I received at Alpha. 
um, from Christchurch and how it's helped me grow my faith. Um, so for me, particularly, it helped me grow my faith because I felt like I was in a very supportive environment where everyone's um, opinions was valid and we could just talk through and discuss the bigger questions that we wouldn't normally get to answer. Um, this supportive and well-cared environment um, meant that I was converted from a completely uh, non-believer to believing in God and Jesus. Um, and just really the, the fact that I felt like there was no wrong answer or you know, that there was nothing too big that we couldn't tackle during the Alpha sessions, um, that really helped me grow my faith because I was always a bit nervous about approaching church and that sort of side of things. Um, yeah, so the support I received was fantastic and that support has helped me grow my faith because I could discuss whatever I needed to to get through it. Many thanks, guys. We have a long-standing relationship with the church in Uganda where we support the work of the Kampala and Kisoro diocese. And closer to home, we also support our sisters and brothers in the wider diocese by contributing to the Common Mission Fund, which pays the living costs of the clergy across our county, which includes some of the poorest parishes in the UK. In this way, we are able to bless those areas in the diocese that are struggling. We feel that God is calling us to many exciting things as being laid out in the contours plans that we are discussing week by week. But the giving we received has actually dropped by over 20% in the last five years. And to sustain our work, we have already used up all of our available reserves. We're facing the fact that if we wish to continue to do what we are already doing and press on into the things that God is calling us to, we do need to increase our giving by at least 10%. Now, we realise that in these times, many of us are facing financial changes. And so we urge you to prayerfully review your current giving and ask the Lord to make it clear to you whether you should decrease your giving or increase it or keep it at the same level. Thank you for being part of generously sharing God's goodness and love to those around us. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Paul Breakwell, and I've been asked to give a few words of testimony as to my journey in relation to giving through the years. Have I got everything sorted? Am I the perfect role model? No, I'm not. Am I happy to share the things that I've been struggling with or things that God has challenged with me with over the years? Yes, I am. Firstly, that in relation to reserving. I've been in many different churches who are grappling with the same issue. Do we have reserves? Do we have too many reserves? Do we have not enough reserves? How do we match income and expenditure? And we've got a great church leadership team who over the years have grappled with this, had the right policy, brought reserves down, and now is calling us to match our expenditure with our income. And that leads to my second challenge, is I've been challenged, should I think about this from this is the money that we have and let's cut the cloth accordingly or should we look for what God's vision is get behind that and give generously and the third point is a challenge a number of months ago when I was considering giving to the church for a particular reason at the same time as I was looking to make a purchase and I was grappling with these two things effectively of what I should spend on myself what I should spend uh, give to the church and God really challenged me in this. And, and the thought, the words that I heard was, Paul, is it yours to give or is it mine to retain? And I found that a real challenge. And I share all of this with you, hoping it's helpful. God bless. Oh uh -huh.
been at your most cheerful this past week <laughs> cheerful you're thinking what on earth is there to be cheerful about at the moment this is lockdown i hate it i'm wearied by it i'm anxious about it and everything that's going on or maybe there have been moments of cheerfulness you've been for a walk you've listened to birdsong had a meal with your family you've seen something really funny on tv uh, you've listen to a worship song you've prayed with friends things that have brought you great joy or maybe maybe it was when you gave something away paul writing in this passage from 2 corinthians 8 verse 9 writes god loves a cheerful giver now some of you are already choking on your cornflakes or your marmite toast at that thought god loves a cheerful giver are you kidding I could be a dutiful giver, someone that works through the pain of giving, or I could be a highly recognised and applauded giver, that would work. But you want me to be generously giving and to be cheerful about it. I can give you one, but I can't give you both. You pick God, I'll be cheerful or I give, but don't expect them both. Well, before you give up, let's focus on that phrase, God loves a cheerful giver. First of all, we already know from the gospel who God loves. John 3:16. God loved the whole world so much that he gave. There's the link. You love, you give. Romans 5 uh, verse 8. It was while we were still sinners that God showed his love by dying for us. God does not love a cheerful giver any more than he loves a hard-hearted skinflint. Jesus went to the cross for them both. God himself is the supremely generous and cheerful giver, even though we as humanity tend to spoil what we have been given or to be ungrateful and hoarding with what we have. God, I think, loves to be with cheerful givers and to have us on his team. People who get it, who love the same things and the same people as he does. People who love reckless generosity. Secondly, I think, I think that God sees evidence of his grace and love in the life of a cheerful giver. It's not the amount that we give, but it's our motive and it's our heart. God sees us. He sees all of us. He sees the stuff that has happened in the life of a cheerful giver. The deep things that they have wrestled with a sick culture that idolizes greed and begs us to be selfish, but that they have come through that. 
a bit like a parent who's at a party and they turn around and they see their five-year-old sharing that beloved toy that they normally cling to or the last piece of chocolate brownie and the parents thinking they get it I'm so proud of them I love that in them lastly cheerful givers are both a blessing and people who are further blessed God uses cheerful givers to make kingdom things happen and so our continuing thanks to all the cheerful givers at Christ Church and for your continuing generosity. When Paul promises blessing on cheerful givers it's not that we will receive back more than we have given. That is a sick and twisted perversion of Christian contentment and it could only bubble up from the toxic swamp of a money-worshipping culture. The clearest and most direct sense of 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8 is that God will bless cheerful givers. How? By freeing us to live a life of deeper simplicity and contentment and to give more away than we've previously been able to. Our cheerful giving is not a down payment on some heavenly Ponzi scheme be great to discuss all of this further and in particular your experience uh, from uh, the, being a reluctant and begrudging giver to someone who is a cheerful giver. It's a long path and a difficult path. Let's pick it up with George in the question and answer afterwards. And get ready for next week's bombshell, Luke 21 verses 1 to 4. The cheerful giver is somebody who has already yielded their whole life to God, all of themselves. They are always just giving back what they have been given and they are always seriously happy about it. So may God free every single one of us from the shackles of greed to be cheerful givers. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your faithful love for us. So much has changed and there's so much uncertainty, but we thank you that you don't change. Thank you so much for the good things in our lives, for our beautiful city, for lovely countryside, for our friends and families. You know we miss meeting up. We miss our children, our parents, our grandparents and friends. Help us to stay close to you and please send your Holy Spirit to help us and comfort us. When we feel fearful or upset, please hold us in your love. We thank you for your word to us today and the challenge to be generous and to excel in grace. Lord, you know we're a wealthy church in a wealthy city. We want to be generous, Father. Please touch each of our hearts. Speak to us about how we can give. Please guide the PCC and church leadership about how to use our money to bless others. We pray for our contour discussions and for Simon as he leads us. Please give us your vision for the generous church you want us to be. We pray for those in need today, those who are receiving support from the Basics Bank and all who are homeless. We pray for those living on their own. Please support and encourage them by your spirit. We pray for healing for those who are sick. We pray for protection for those working in our hospitals and care homes. We pray for businesses and business leaders as they decide how and when to reopen. We pray for our government. We pray that they would seek wise advice and make good decisions and communicate clearly. And Lord, we pray for unity for our country at this time. We pray for our church leaders, for Archbishop Justin, and our bishops, Tim, David and Debbie. We pray for wisdom for them as they lead our church and make decisions. We pray especially for good financial decision-making and we pray across all churches that there would be a spirit of generosity and mutual commitment. Thank you, Jesus, that even though you were rich, you became poor for us so that we might become rich. Thank you for your generosity and grace. Mm. And Lord, as we look into another week, um, whatever we're doing, homeschooling, remote working, getting back to work, or self-isolating at home, we ask that you would be with us. 
and that you would surround us with your grace. And we thank you again for your faithful love for us. Amen. Amen. Now I'm just going to run you through some things that are going on at Christ Church Winchester so that you can stay involved and stay updated. The first thing is that this afternoon at four o'clock, Simon is going to be hosting Contours Session 3. This will be on Facebook Live and it will be an opportunity to discuss more that Contours document where he outlines the future of Christchurch Winchester. You can get involved by posting your questions on the comments of that Facebook Live at four o'clock. And 10 minutes after this service, George is going to be hosting a Q&A right here on Facebook Live. He'll be talking about what's up next for him, where he's heading, and he'll be giving his reflections on his time with us at Christchurch. Obviously, it's so sad that we're going to have to say goodbye to George on the 31st of May, and we're going to miss him and his family so much, but we really want to bless them as they leave and give them the best sending off possible. So if you'd like to send a special goodbye message to George and his family, you should send it to the office email account, which is office at ccwinch.org.uk. And we would also love to give George and his family a gift as they leave. So if you'd like to put some money towards this gift, you need to go to ccwinch.org.uk forward slash give. Then you need to select give online and then change from regular giving to George Watkinson's leaving gift. And then your money will go towards his present. The last thing I need to say is a big thank you to everyone who came and donated towards our quiz. We managed to raise over £7,000, which we're going to split between the Winchester Basics Bank and Tear Fund. I'm sure the money will be put to such good use. So thank you for giving so generously. And thank you, Jack and Graham, for hosting such a good quiz for so many people. As we look at giving and generosity at Christchurch Winchester, we just want to point out two things to you as our church family. The first thing is that we want to help. Now we have three points of call for those of you that need help at this time. Number one is we have the Early Church Fund. Now the Early Church Fund is for those in financial crisis. And if you'd like to contact them, their email address is earlychurchfund at gmail.com. Number two, if you need any kind of financial advice whatsoever, then please do contact Malcolm. Malcolm is at Frontline and his email address is malcolm.lemon at frontlinedebtadvice.org.uk. Number three, if you're running out of food, then please do contact Winchester Basics Bank and their website is www.winchesterbasicsbank.co.uk and their email address is mail at winchesterbasicsbank.co.uk. The second thing is that we need your help. And we want to thank you so much for the amazing ways in which you're serving and giving so generously at this time. Now, we understand that for some, these are challenging times financially. But if you can, then please do give to Christchurch to keep our ministry going through this time of colossal need and opportunity. If you can do that, then the best and the simplest ways to give today is to visit www.ccwinch.org.uk forward slash give. Thank you.
Thank you so much for joining us at our service today. It's been great to be with you. All before I close and say a blessing over us, I'm just going to pray that the Holy Spirit would come on us today in our lives. During these turbulent times, God promises that the Holy Spirit will come on those that ask him in Jesus' name. So let's pray together. Father God, thank you that, that you are with us at this time. Lord, thank you that when we call on your name, you promise to send your Holy Spirit upon us afresh. And so I pray today, Holy Spirit, that you would come upon everyone that's listening to this service this morning. Lord, that you would come upon them and that you would give them your peace and your comfort and that that would, would flow over them in their lives today. And we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. And so the blessing and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you now and remain with you always. Please do come back in 10 minutes or so. We're going to have another time of Q&A together, but this time it's going to be me. Uh, Simon's having a bit of a break from it. And this time and Anna and I are going to share a little bit about what we're going to do next, uh, where we're moving to in the next few months. But also it's a time for us to share um, some reflections over these last three years that we've had at Christchurch. So do ask us about things that we've learned over these last three years. Come back in 10 minutes and we have a great time with Q&A together. Thank you.